What's up, you magic folk? Thank you for tuning into this episode of This Week in MTG, a special interview episode with the band Planeswalker with Sozos Michaels and Jason Ashcraft. Please sit back and enjoy as we talk to them about their first single, The Forever Serpent, and as they get ready for their Kickstarter. Let's hit that intro. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to this episode, this week's episode of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source of all things Magic the Gathering. Uh, this is not a normal news week. We have our special interview episode going on right now and today we are joined by the amazing band planeswalker uh guys introduce yourself say hi hey how are you guys doing um i'm jason ashcraft i'm the guitarist and i live in california a huge magic fan um so i'm I'm very stoked to be here uh and hello from me from cyprus this is sozos um I am the vocalist and uh, arranger uh, for Planeswalker, and it's great to be here. And we are excited to have you here. Definitely, again, going to apologize for all the fan fangirling and stuff, but to keep this uh, a nice, uh, tight, clean, without rambling as far as we typically do, <laughs> uh, t- tell us, guys, what is Planeswalker? Who are you, and what do you do? Like, so... Uh, I'll just kind of start about how the idea of Planeswalker came to be. So if you're a fan of Helium Prime, as you mentioned, my main band, um, you might have noticed that Sozos was our singer on the second album. And um, it just got a little complicated with the distance and with how much Helium Prime toured and wanted to tour. Uh, It just became, it was very difficult for us to kind of keep that going because you know even though we were on a label you know we we weren't really a band that was you know we don't rake in a ton of money so most things we did was out of pocket and having a singer across the world it became pretty clear fast that you know this sucks but it might not work but i'm a huge fan of sozos as a musician and as a singer so i knew like okay helium prime you know we got to kind of go our separate ways but i was like someday I'm going to want to do a project again with Sozos. And I got into magic, not even like maybe a year and a half ago now. Some friends from work got me into magic. They're like, hey, come play this game. I was like, I tried it when I was a kid, but as a kid, I didn't get it. So I didn't like it, you know? Um, Like I remember land. You had to tap your land. That's all I remembered. Other than that, I didn't get it. And some friends were showing me and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I never played it again. And some friends at work got me into it. And... I started playing it, and once again, I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I stopped for like six months, and then I picked it up again, and now I'm obsessed. And you know, <laughs> now, now I have a, a band based on magic. But that was the thing is I was, it, it kind of went back around where I was like, you know, <clears throat> Sozos and I, we did a cover together 
And like I said, I'm just a fan. Of, I'm a fan. Of, you know, even though we're friends, I consider myself a fan of what he does. And I was like, you know, I really want to do something again with him. And I was like, you know, both. I have two other projects, Helium Prime, Dire Apparel. Both of them are in the sci-fi realm. So I was like, all right, I can't have a third band that's about sci-fi. I just can't do it. You know, there's too many sci-fi bands. So I was like, what else do I love? And I was like, oh, dude, magic. It'd be amazing. Like, I know there are bands who have sung about magic, but I didn't think there was. From my research, I haven't found a metal band that's just solely based on magic. So I was like, why don't we do it? Um, so I reached out to Sozos and was like, hey, man, I have this project idea. How do you feel about it? Uh, he was into it. And he wrote the Forever Serpent, and I'll let him kind of talk a little on all that. But so we did the first single, and we put it out there, and that's kind of how it came to be. So if you want to add anything, Susan. Yeah, well, it, it was like a very pleasant surprise getting to work with Jason again after Helium Prime because we had like a very pleasant collaboration when we were writing the second album, um, uh, and. I mean, he came to me, and uh, just to a disclaimer, just to be clear, I do not know how to play. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a, a, re a real noob uh, at Magic. Um, I'm, I'm really starting to get into the lore and how like every element thematically comes together, but I've never learned how to play, mostly because um, unlike unlike you, Jason, I'm not fortunate enough to have friends from work that do play. Um, I'll, I'll teach him someday, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Um, but it was a, a great um, like it was a great opportunity for me to just like flex my songwriting muscles after a very very long time where I I was I hadn't written something like power metal for a long time. I have other projects which are also metal, but the, the music scene in Cyprus is so small, it, 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 kind, of, it kind of limits what things you can, like, I mean, I am in several projects and the people that are in there are not like Jason, like we don't have this kind of power metal that I really fancy, I really like in, in Cyprus. So this was like a, a very good opportunity to write this kind of music. Um, the second album off of Helion Prime, I'm, I'm still surprised, Cyprus. I guess that's the thing I'm trying to get at. Uh, how did you guys find each other uh, originally? Uh, we put out a, a open audition for whoever wanted to audition for Helion Prime when our first singer had to step down. Uh, and so they sent in a video and like all of us were just floored by his performance and it was almost like an instant like this is the guy you know this is the dude um and we were feeling really ambitious we just signed with afm records which was a bigger label and it was really good being on them they were nice really nice to us but it was also uh kind of a it was a, it was one of those good wake-up call moments in the music business where it's like you know, at first I was like, yeah, we're on AFM Records. Things are going to start happening, but not that's not really the case. So, you know, in our mind, we were like, oh, this is it, man. The tours are going to start coming. Um, it doesn't matter they live in Cyprus. We'll be able to handle it, but not really. It didn't, <laughs> not really how it worked out, unfortunately. Sad. And 
you know, it was just, uh, we had to turn down a few tours. And again, it wasn't like anyone's fault. It was just the logistics and the money and all of that. Um, and then we finally, in 2018, we did a big tour uh, with Unleash the Archers and Striker that once again, Sozos couldn't make it. But it was such a big tour that I was like, dude, I just, we can't pass up this opportunity. So, you know, with his blessing, we had a singer stand in. But then him and I kind of talked about it afterwards. Um, and we realized, like, well, if this is going to continue, this, this might just be a little too difficult for us. And um, so the idea we have with Planeswalker. So now I, I kind of go off topic, as you see. Uh, so that's how we met. He sent in an audition tape. And then our idea with Planeswalker is a less stressful project. Obviously, I'm open to any shows him and I can do together. Um, but they have to be reasonable. They can't be like what I do with Prime where I'm going broke, you know? <laughs> but yeah. the idea with Planeswalker is, you know, I purposely wanted, like, you know, I, there's a reason, like, we... Well, there's a few reasons I put our names in the title of it. One, as you Magic fans know, anyone who searches Planeswalker is most likely going to find something Magic-related over us. So it's a way to kind of make it a little easier for us to be found, yep. you know, because if you just type Planeswalker on Google, I doubt you'll find us. Um, and then also, it's kind of, again, like, the idea of this project is I want to keep it simple. It's a thing him and I are doing because, you know, we enjoy it. And so it's kind of like a two-man project, essentially, that we're just writing some good power metal based on magic. So... Oh. The Forever Serpent. How did how did the research going into that, uh, Sozo? Since you were the one that uh, you were the lyricist behind this one, correct? Then, or how 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 did, how did that happen there? So um, I I wrote the music and the lyrics. So I I, I did like uh, the songwriting for the Forever Serpent. Uh, but uh, as as I mentioned, I, I'm I'm clueless about magic. So I went to Jason for like. Guide, guidance for inspiration um, and so I went into a long journey through the interwebs uh, <laughs> um, researching Nicol Bolas and what he did and uh, reading stories about him and trying to like get his character and it it went I, it went it went all right I, I mean it's like there's tons and tons of stuff and there's books about him and, and I mean there's a lot of stuff in there so I couldn't possibly read it all like ju just for one song so I, I went through a few select like plot lines where he was involved I, I read it I tried to get him and I wrote something that um, I mean I still I'm not sure if I did get his essence with what I wrote and with the, like the the lines um, like I sang, I, I tried to like get through that sinister feeling. Um, but I mean, th that's how um, this song was written. It was through like research on that guy alone and um, trying to get like some an evil tone to the song. I think, I think he nailed it personally. Uh, like a little little things he put in and it's kind of cool because the magic fans will notice certain things that other people might not catch but but overall i feel like he captured the essence of nickel bullets really well so 
yeah, I can definitely say vocally it did sound very sinister. And especially when you got to the parts in the song where everyone was just like chanting Nickel Bolas, it felt that, you know, Nickel Bolas's power just got over everyone and everyone was just like, yes, Nickel Bolas. So. <laughs> I love that part, man. Uh, I, I seriously seen this video and so I had the idea. So, so, so the guys in the video playing with me are my friends who got me into magic. So I felt it was only right that they get to be in the video with us. Oh, yeah, and, so good. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do at this part. We're going to bang the table, and we're going to chant Nicol Bolas. And I was like, this is going to look really cool or super silly. I think <laughs> it's still a little bit of both. Um, it's funny because for a split second, you can see me smirking that part because it was just so silly. Like, all right. But I embraced – like, the idea of that video was we're based on magic. Let's just embrace that. Like, what? what let's not hide it, you know? So – what what let the inner nerd out? Yeah, exactly. Like I remember some guys did a reaction video to that to that video, and they were like, it was funny because I could tell those guys didn't play magic because they were super dissecting the video, and they were like they were knocking the video because like there's these guys they're just they're just playing a card game like, but they're trying to be so serious and I'm like, all right, these dudes clearly don't get it because they don't play magic and that's okay, right? I mean that's gonna happen. But it was funny to me because I was like, yeah, of course we're playing the card game. I mean, that's what this project's all about. It's a card game. <laughs> the video definitely looked like it was a fun time to record. Um, yeah. So how long did it get to like to, to come up with the idea to get the music video of, of that choice, like playing magic and stuff around the table and I don't know where, you know? Actually, I mean, really quick, and we got the video done really fast. That's the that's the nice part about just the two of us as well, is we didn't have to worry about filming an entire band. And pretty much what we did for the the game shots is we just played a real game, and anytime something would happen, like, you know, uh, we destroyed a creature or a counter spell, we would just super exaggerate that part. Uh, what's actually funny and I'm not trying to flex, but I won the game on turn five. Uh, I did, it's funny because it was the one time I didn't want to win right away. But I had such a killer, like, in-game move. I was playing my Aristocrats deck, and I just had a card that just wiped everybody out on turn. So, of course, I had to play it. But then, so at that point, we were just, we kept going. Like, even though I won, it's like, all right, we'll pretend that didn't happen. And at that point, we were just, and then we would purposely... Uh, find if we weren't getting anything too exciting, we would just find spells and be like, all right, let's pretend we did this. Um, and we actually got so caught up in it, the the camera started to die. And the, first, the person's like, hey, this is this is the camera's dying, and we went through both the batteries. So at a certain point, we just wrapped it up. But but I, I had the idea because I was like, you know, I knew we had the one single. And I already had the idea, because it didn't matter what the song was about. I was like, for the first video, let's just have us playing magic. Like, that was literally the idea. And I was like, this is going to make it pretty obvious for those who aren't sure what this project's about. That, okay, it's about Magic the Gathering. But it was, lots of, it was actually one of the funnest videos I've done, just because, you know, with, like, my other projects, the videos are a little, a little more serious, and then I have to try to act, and I'm terrible at acting, you know, so... <laughs> With this one, I gotta just be comfortable and play magic. So it was the most relaxed video I've done for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's just you two uh, recording and editing all of this stuff, or do you have uh, anybody else that uh, contributes here? 
Uh, as far as songwriting, so far, Sozos has written everything, which has been kind of nice. Um, in my other projects, I write everything. And I was I was intending to probably write most of this stuff, but I'm, I've been, you know, when the time of the idea for this project came about, I was working on the he new Helium Prime album. And Sozo sent me the Forever Serpent. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then he sent me another one and then another one. And I was like, all right, let's keep it rolling, man. You know, everything he was doing was really good. So, so far, but we had the demo or the single mixed by uh, my friend and manager of Helium Prime, Alex Nasa. He plays in Witherfall. Are you familiar with him? Uh, no, I don't think I am. Widowfall? Witherfall. Oh, Witherfall. No, no, I don't think I have. Yeah. Um, if you're a metalhead, you'll probably like him. So check him out. Um, but... He did the mixing and editing for that single. Um, so, you know, I could do basic stuff in DAWs and recording. Um, and I know Sozo can too. I'd say Sozo is probably better at me at that as well. Like the demos he sends sound pretty good. But I'm kind of the guy like anything we put out, I want it to sound as best as it can. So I, I like, I'd much rather hire someone who does this stuff. Like this is what they do. They they edit albums, you know, they mix albums. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we do have other guys who work with us. And uh, on the single, Alex Lawson, the drummer for Helium Prime, he played the drums. And then Chelsea McMasters, who plays bass for my project, Dire Apparel, she played the bass. So we do outreach to people we know to help us make it. Um, because, again, it's kind of like, I'm not really a bassist. Sure, I could record the bass part, but I'd rather a real bassist do it, you know? Right. Um, and I'd rather a real drummer over a drum machine. So, you know, as far as the creativity, it's us, but then we will bring in other people to help us do the final project. Uh, well, Alex did a great job putting that whole song together. Like, it sounds so good. Yeah, yes, he did. It's one of my favorite mixes of his. Like every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, this mix is. He did, it. yeah, he did a good job on that single. Uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, Alex just became your manager for Helion Prime for the new album, right? Right. Right. Okay. So, he, he, so with the new album, question everything. No, that's just the single, right? Oh, I'm trying. It's the album. It's the album. Okay. Whew. Breaking a sweat there. I'm like, oh, I effed up, but. All good, man. Fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh so with that uh i don't even know where i was going with that now i just like Neither lost tra I, track of thought i apologize um let's go let's talk about planeswalker some more here uh last off the way that you're talking about it, it sounds like there's more stuff sozos that you've been working on for planeswalker you you sent it a couple or was it more than just multiple demos of the forever serpent or was it more demos of like the first one was the forever serpent the next one is going to be the next single for Planeswalker. Um, so I, I don't know how much uh, I should I should reveal here, Jason. Um, uh, I think it's all right. Um, this episode will be going up in like a couple weeks as well. Um, uh, it takes me. Uh, I, I like to do interviews like a week after we do the interview. Give me some time to to uh, edit it and stuff. No, I think we should talk about it, Sozos, because this could be a great opportunity to promote to some other Magic fans. So. Honestly, mm -hmm. feel free to say as much as you want. Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> right. You guys um, hear it first. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, this is exciting. 
Oh man. Yeah. So I, I, I have, I really like the way the forever serpent came out and with the help of Jason, um, at first we had in mind going for an album after the first single. So we had, um, uh, Jason sent me like a list of, uh, topics and uh, stories from magic that I could draw inspiration from and write about those. Uh, but, uh, then, uh, the, the idea went more towards like an EP, which is something like a, a more easily reachable goal for us mm-hmm. um, to write. Is like we, we can write like five songs instead of like ten, and we can have it out um, sooner. Um, so what I did is I, I just found the stuff from that list that um, really drew me uh, thematically. And I started writing music based on that. So I, I was kind of sitting with my guitar and I was reading the story and I was playing and I was trying to accompany the story. And uh, what I mean, I think what what came out, uh, it was something that every time I heard it, I could just see the story in my head. So it, I think it, it went pretty well. It, it was the first time I tried to write something like this. Um, so I, I made, um, I wrote three more sing, um, songs uh, in, in this format. So it's a Forever Serpent and we have three demos and we're, we're going to uh, have a total of five. Um, so that's what we're working on right now. But um, yeah, as much as uh, like I'm not really experienced in in the themes of magic, uh, I find that a lot of stories and a lot of themes like resonate with me. And um, like I, I really enjoyed the songwriting process from that angle. It, usually, it, it like with Helium Prime, it was a more sci-fi angle. So without wanting to I mean, I don't mean it like as a, as a negative, but usually sci-fi is less, um, like it, it's more s- sterile, not not necessarily in a bad way, but it's um, sci-fi has spaceships and science and like, you know, it, it's it's sci-fi fantasy. Yep. Uh, there's more room to like, uh, it, I don't know. I, I find it like it's easier to write something that, resonates more it's more emotional in fantasy and not necessarily that sci-fi can't reach those heights but um i i also do read fantasy and uh, like that is my preferred genre to read mm-hmm. um i find that i it, it's more easy for me like to to be touched by a theme if if the theme is fantasy yeah so that, that was like a, a great experience for me um but yeah, we are at uh, four songs so far, including the Forever Serpent, and we are aiming for five. Um, and at some point, I'm not—I don't want to like uh, say something um, in terms of a date. Uh, we are working on it on, on full. Um, I'm working on it on full throttle, to be honest. But uh, we're going to have something hopefully next year. Okay. Yeah. We, 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 you know, like you said, don't want to put a date on it, but I think our, both our goal is early next year and um, we've already been making plans. So, yeah, I don't want to give away any of the topics. We got to keep that part of the surprise about what we're singing about. That's but, perfectly uh, fine. 
but yeah, we're working on an EP. We're going to have some, we're going to throw in some covers too, just because why not? And, uh, I love doing covers. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so, I mean, dude, Sozo's been knocking it out of the park with the songwriting. Um, it's like I said, it's been, it's been kind of nice to not be the songwriter for once. Like I've told Sozo's, I do want to contribute writing in the future, but for the CP, like he, like I said, he did one song and then he did another and then another. And I was like, dude, just fuck it, man. Just finish the EP for us. <laughs> like you're already kind of in the zone. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing an EP. We will be announcing a Kickstarter for it soon. Cause again, just two guys. And uh, so keep an eye out for that. And yeah, it's going to be, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but so that's that's the plans we have now. And then I would like to not too long after, I mean not like immediately, but then we did briefly talk about there will there will be an album coming as well. But for now, an EP is a much easier goal to reach. And also because we're new and we only have the one song. Yep. Um I really wanna start building up our fan base more. So we, we need to get something out a little faster. And I think an EP is more reachable. Right. Especially if you got uh, four songs right now and Forever Serpent yeah. came out, what was it? End of July or was it August? One of those two. I don't even remember. <laughs> right. So been a little bit, but you know, I feel, I know, uh, I know when it first came out from when I saw it, I shared it. I was excited. I know people in our, uh, our group June. of friends, they, uh, it was June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. June 22nd. We got metalheads in our group, and I had I had to show them the song right away. And I'm, I know that we talked about it on the podcast like the week after it yep. came out, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Uh, <laughs> big uh, big metal fan. Yeah, it was, I don't know. Like when I heard that song, uh, so it has been kind of funny the writing process because again, Sozus has been handling it so far, but then I've kind of been like, "Let's write about this. Let's write about that." Because again, he. Um, he doesn't really know magic and I heard that song and I don't know why but I just like dude this is Nicol Bolas' song for sure like just like the guitar riff and like everything about it I was just feeling Nicol Bolas and I was like hey why not make our first single be about the big daddy you know um, it's a good so, way to enter the room if you may it's the one that everyone yeah. hates <laughs> what's that? I said it's the one that everyone hates even his brother yeah right yeah <laughs> Um, I'll just, oh yeah, but, and that was the thing too. So what made me think that Sozos would actually be really interested in doing this with me is as he said himself, he's more into fantasy. So I was like, even though he doesn't play the game, I felt like he would really be into the source material, you know, um, because you don't have to play the game to know that the lore is awesome, you know? Right. And I felt like it was something that'd be right up his alley. Um, and so I'm glad that it, it, it seems to be, you know? Um, and the beautiful thing with magic is there's, you know, there'll never be a limited amount of material to write about. So, <laughs> yeah, you, what, 27 years worth of product to <laughs> yeah, on the work on? On the back catalog alone, yeah. like, not in what's coming, coming up. still coming. Yeah, yeah and just like, the, just like the next set, the Kelheim with Vikings, and then you can go really Viking core or right. Viking that, death core if you really wanted to. Funny. The funny thing too about that though is that actually makes it 
it made it kind of hard for me as well because i don't know when i do an album or an ep i like some consistency so i didn't want to be like oh and i guess it kind of did but but not really but i was like i don't want to just be random things like what's right about this dude and then that dude you know like i still wanted some flow to it yeah and i think what we did for the ep uh was pretty good about that so for the most part um again we'll we'll save those surprises for later but uh <laughs> um good. and then you know as far as whatever we'll do for the album i don't know i'm always thinking ahead but you know i gotta learn to kind of stay at, at one point because i'm already like okay the ep's almost done what are we gonna do for the album you know <laughs> yeah you got to be looking ahead, though. It keeps you motivated, you know, those goals that you set for yourself and, yeah. and for the band. Like, not going to lie, just you talking about this is getting me really excited to see what more you got coming out and uh, what all what all is just ready for you. So you guys know about Keldheim coming out, right? The the newest Magic set? I do. Okay. So those follows it. Okay. <laughs> nope. Okay, so 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 this is a little bit for you. It is uh, a Viking world and the way that they are uh, like showcasing it, because the set is not out yet. It doesn't come out till February, but you know they're previewing all the stuff. And one of the ways that they're previewing it is, you know, it's just like metal all the way. It's Vikings, get pumped! And um, I'm just really surprised that you know Wizards didn't find you guys to like reveal a card or something. Or was there any kind of contact from Wizards or? No, and, and a friend of mine was actually tagging in as well. Um, and, I, you know, I really do think that it's just because we don't really have anything yet. So we probably weren't even on their radar, you know. Yeah. Um, because, again, we have one single that's on Spotify. I'm looking at it now. Since it's released, it's only had like 2,000 streams, but that's expected for a new project, you know. Um and that's why I also really feel like we should get an EP out there because, I mean, when that single came out, <clears throat> it didn't blow up the internet or anything, but it had a pretty good response. And um, even in, like, even some, like, gaming websites shared our release. So that was pretty cool. Nice. So I'm hoping, you know, in the future we can get involved in things like that. But I think we just need a little more time to build ourselves up, Yeah. you know. Um, because I have seen some some of the bands. Smolder is one of the bands that is part of this thing that Wizards of the Coast is doing. Yep, they're about on the level of Helium Prime, so it's not out of the question that they would notice a band of our level because they obviously have. Um, and you know they're picking bands that sort of fit the theme, like they did a Mon Mars. Uh, from what I saw about Smolder, they do. They got like dwarves and, and stuff in their music. Um, I don't know too. I don't know anything about their music, but like, I know they were focusing on dwarves with them. So I I assume something like that related with either their album art or something. They had Mastodon, which I'm not sure how Mastodon relates, but Mastodon's a great band, yeah. so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's definitely. I feel like, you know, either they're gonna sue us for the name or they're gonna want to work with us. You know, one or the other. <laughs> well, um, at this at this point, I'm definitely hoping that they're wanting to work with you. You know. Yeah. 
So, but that, but that's another reason I'd love to build our following is for opportunities like this because, uh, dude, it'd be you know the nerd in me would lose my mind if we were approached by Wizards of the Coast to uh, collaborate with them, you know, in some way. And you know, it's funny too because another dream of mine I want to get on game nights. <laughs> which oh, like yes yes those are my goals it's like to anybody else that's probably like okay whatever but i'm like dude if i was ever invited on game nights like oh dude i'd lose my mind i'm sure you guys feel the same <laughs> I, I would definitely be excited over the moon for that um right they just did their call out for their um their fan their fan episode to have uh players come in and play commander with them did you enter in on that I have not. I have not. I, I need to do it, but yeah. If, you know, hypothetically it ever happens, it'd be cool to have Sozos and I both go, but then we'll definitely have to get Sozos prepped and ready. Yeah. <laughs> just throw them to the wolves. Yeah, figure it out. That's what Matt did to me, so... Yeah. Danny, yeah. Danny didn't know much, and then it's just like, hey, uh, play Magic. Yeah, I started what? Started what, nine oh. years ago? Something like that. Nine or eight years ago. Oh, wow. So, what I kind of do with friends who want to learn is I actually, um, even though I'm a commander player, I'll I'll teach them on arena. I feel like that's a very good place for someone yep. to learn because arena won't let you do something you can't do. Like, right. yeah, you can you can do a bad move, but it's still a legal bad move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a good place to really get an idea of. Oh, okay, I see what's happening. And it's actually probably the cheapest way, too. Yep. You don't have to buy anything. Exactly. They give you the pre-made decks and all that stuff. Yep. When I uh, when I taught Danny, I had to make these two decks, and they were just like a mono uh, mono white and a mono green deck. And I still got those, actually, Do you? Uh, in the shelf somewhere. Somewhere back there. But yeah, no, Arena. Way better way to teach people, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you're talking that you're a commander player. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite commander that you got or like out of how many decks and stuff? Um, I actually just broke down a bunch of my decks that I weren't, wasn't really using anymore. Like I broke down my Kalia. Uh, Kalia is fun, but I kind of like, I don't know. I get bored with one trick ponies and that's what the Kalia deck is like, Oh, what's he going to do? He's going to bring out a big creature, you know? Right. Um, funny enough, I have a Krinko mob boss deck. Because I, I don't know why, but, like, it seems like new players, you always buy it because you think it's, I don't know, wow, I can make so many goblins, you know? Um, I'll never lose, but believe it or not, I've lost every game with my Krinko deck. I just have bad luck with Krinko. So, I don't play him anymore. But um, my favorite commander, which is funny enough, um, I don't win a lot with him either. I just don't win a lot, period, I guess, now that I'm saying it. But... Is uh, Yarick from M20. Oh, yeah, the uh, the double trigger one. Yeah, it's just so fun, dude, just like the madness that ensues when you when your triggers go off, you know. Um, so I love playing him. I just made a Braze deck, uh, which is a lot of fun. And I hate to say it, guys, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a blue player. I don't, know. Don't okay. go to the dark side. Please don't become one of those guys. <laughs> we, we have it's cookies, though, I promise you. I, I blame my friends who got me into it because, dude, I used to never run board wipes or 
counter spells, but then like everyone kept board wiping and counter spelling me, so I had to build a defense. And now I run all the, you know, I don't run a lot of board. Like I'm, I'm still not crazy, but I definitely have more than I used to for sure. Because um, like what I used to do is when I was, and believe it, you know, like I said, believe it or not, I'm I still consider myself new to the game. I've only been playing maybe a year because remember I got into it and then there was like six months where I just didn't play like I bought some decks and I played with my buddies and so as a whole I've been into it for like a year and a half but there was that six months or so where I just didn't play so I'm still like even though I got into it heavily and I like fell in love with the lore as yeah. far as a player like I'm still intimidated to go to like a comic book game night because I'm like dude people are just gonna wipe the floor with me you know Right. Um, like right. I, I feel confident in my play group because I've started to learn how they play, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I bet if I went into a competition, I would just get stomped, you know? So, but that's okay. You know, it's, um, but yeah, I love yard. Braves is really fun. Uh, I assume you gentlemen are familiar with what Braves does, right? Yep. It allows you to put things in. Everybody gets to put things into play on your upkeep or their yeah. upkeep. They're upkeep. They're upkeep. Okay. And and that's why I love it because it's you just never know what's gonna happen. Like who's gonna drop what? Um, this is probably the part of the, the chat where Sosis is like, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, all, all I got was there's a stigma against blue players. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Every every that. form yeah. every format hates blue. Or oh, blue yeah. players, I should say. We're very kind and cuddly, I promise. <laughs> everyone everyone hates blue unless you are the blue player then you love it <laughs> and that and that is yeah. definitely me but i don't know man like this like i love wizards like the the creature and you know most of them are in blue i don't know but yeah my most i just built a scarab god deck because i pulled like a hundred of him in the commander legends so i was like ah he looks cool but I also have an uh, Araya from the Thrones of Eldraine, which I feel like that's a set Sozos would love because it's based on, you know, like fairy tales and fantasy and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, but you guys, are you guys familiar with Araya? Uh, that's the White Black Knight, right? No. Uh, I could be saying her name wrong, but she's the three black where when her or a black creature enters the battlefield, oh. each opponent will Yep, um, I know exactly which one that is. Yeah, so that was the one I won turn five on uh, with with <laughs> Germans, you know. But yeah, so I think my favorite though is Yarick, even though I don't win a lot with him. It's just a fun game because of all the stuff that happens. Um, so again, you know, I don't have to win to have a good time. I like, I want to win. That's why we play. But I'm always like. If I could do some cool stuff and I still lose, I'm cool with that. That's what Commander's for. Took it really right out of my mouth. Uh, the games that I hate, and I'm sure you guys have all been there, is when you get mana screwed and you just, okay, I guess I'll just watch you guys play. Yeah. <laughs> that is um, a thing to say. I have a dinosaur deck that usually does pretty well for a dinosaur deck. You know, dinosaurs are nowhere near competitive, but I love dinosaurs, as you've probably seen with Helium Prime. So the dinosaur deck was actually my first commander deck because when I found out there were dinosaurs and magic, obviously I had to build a dinosaur deck. 
I've since rebuilt it and it's better, but I swear I played one game. All I drew were lands. I don't even know how it was possible. <laughs> and then I finally drew a dinosaur, and it was the dinosaur that, when it's dealt damage, you can search for a land. I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh. You're just thinning so, out your yeah. deck. What's that? I said you're just thinning out your deck. Yeah, right. Gonna land every see, turn? Here was, here was the stupid mistake is my opening hand was nothing but lands. And I know you shouldn't take that, but I was like, hmm, all right. The chance, I'm, I'm good on lands. I'm good. Like, I got seven lands in my hand. I'm good. Uh, and then all I drew were lands. I was like, what? How? How is this happening? Like, <laughs> Just uh, hit that pocket. It was crazy. It was crazy, yeah. We've all been in that position before. Yep. So, uh, let's talk about The Walking Dead, guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, please no. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Sozo, so you don't play Commander, but you've read a bit on the lore and stuff. Like, can you... What is what is your favorite thing in the lore? Like, who's your favorite character? Like, Nicol Bolas is a big one that you've read about for the Forever Serpent. Like, what else have you kind of been picking at and that just, just like, got drawn to? Because, like, this is a really cool character or, like, this is this is a world that I can really get into. So, um, I, I, I don't know if we're going into spoiler territory, but, um, um, I mean, about the EP, but... Uh, a very central event in in all of magic, um, as far as I'm aware, um, was the the oath of the Gatewatch, like uh, arc. So it's it's where like the four planeswalkers um, like, sworn to protect um, the planes, and uh, there's a story that I, I was uh, that caught my eye. Like I read like all of the arc, but. Uh, the story that caught my eye was uh, a secondary character called Tazri, uh, which, like I said, is a human soldier. Uh, so th- that kind of blew my mind because I, I wasn't aware how how the um, how Kozilek and Ulamog worked and what kind of damage they could cause you to like to a mere human. And there, there's a part where um, she's trapped. In, in like a time bubble where she experiences all of reality in one instant and she grows old and her mind is corrupted and then she feels like she's like subservient to um, to, to, to the Eldrazi. And I mean, it, it caught me off guard because like up to that point, I was, most of the stuff I was reading was like inventive, but it, it it didn't break new ground in the sense that like you've never read anything like this before. It's like magic and fights and uh, like monsters and stuff. But uh, like this was more cerebral and more like a, it was like a reading a psychological thriller, um, which was I don't know. It it went like it leaned towards horror without touching there. I think. Um, but that, that's one story that uh, really stopped me in my tracks, and I read it and I read it again, and um, like that, that was like right up my alley. So the Eldrazi are one of the big bads here. I, I love the Eldrazi so much, and is there um, 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to hit the head. Do you like HP or Lovecraft? Because like the Eldrazi are themed around a lot of Lovecraftian uh, beasts and and horrors and stuff like that. So, is is that one of the things that like draw you drew you to the story with the Eldrazi there? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. I made in the the connection immediately with Cthulhu and and its mythos and its other like crazy gods that that there are in there. Um, so uh, th- there is. A very distinct element there where it's, I think they mention it explicitly in the stories, where if you look at the Eldrazi for too long, you, like your eyes hurt and it doesn't make sense to your brain and like you, you get a headache and you can't look at them for too long. And that's like, that's very Lovecraftian um, to me. So again, I, I, do, I do enjoy horror. Uh, and Lovecraft is like is great, but um, I, I think what ca- caught me off guard and the, the reason I loved it is because I didn't expect that quality of Lovecraft to come through. Like I, I know the Eldrazi are Lovecraftian creatures in their core. Like you can only see a part of them at a time. Otherwise, like it's like a, a person having their hand in a pond, and that's what you're looking at. But um, to to see the the effects of uh, someone aging in an instant and just facing the heat death of the universe all in their minds and then coming back and having to deal with the trauma. Uh, yeah, that was amazing to read. So, that yeah, that's what drew me in, I guess. See, I'm just over here like, that definitely sounds like a good song. So, <laughs> that, might, that might have to make an appearance down the road. For sure. Man, that, that will be one hell of a breakdown to write. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can do it, man. You can do it. Like you're just going to be having so many like uh, minor scales and like what are those uh, sus fives or are the sad sounding scales? Man, my my musical knowledge very very little. I apologize for butchering that, but just yeah, go fuck. Well, it's it's a very good way to to think about it because that's what I'm doing. Um, when when I when I read about it, I'll, I'm I'm immediately trying to latch on. Okay, what could this sound like? And most of the things that Eldrazi sound like is either uh, minor tw- minor seconds, which is like a very 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 dissonant um, spacings between notes. It's like if you have an E and you have an F next, it's like right next to each other, and that sounds terrible in most contexts. But you can make it work in more experimental music or when you want to evoke like that feeling. It, it's in some sense, it's more emotional even than the more mellow and more like um, consonant um, chords. And the other one is the flat fifth, which is like uh, the, the devil chord that they say um, where, where this interval was banned in the, I don't know, 17th century by the church because it sounded evil. It's, it's very, very widely used in metal. It's like... Uh, um, I, it's like the, the relationship between the tonic and the blue note, if if you know about blues. Um, so it's it's very widely used in metal because it does kind of sound evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two like um, things that immediately came to mind. But what what uh, another thing that came to mind immediately was playing with the the rhythms section and having weird fucked up time signatures. Oh. <laughs> in that type of um, scenario, because if if nothing makes sense, 
what you would expect from that is both like sonically you wouldn't you wouldn't immediately make sense of what you're hearing but also through time it will just sound like oh my god that thing i have no idea how it's functioning it somehow makes perfect sense and doesn't make sense at all so uh, that that's what comes to me when i read about the Eldrazi. so it's going to be very interesting to write music for that because not not everything translates well like not every idea translates well to song but um i, I would really like to play around with like the, those ideas for Eldrazi. El i'd be very intrigued to see that because yeah because you're thinking of the Eldrazi and the 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 time signatures i would have to change just to try and like hear what the Eldrazi would sound like in a musical form is is just it's really hard to think because you know that you can't it's hard to think about the Eldrazi so oh man i'm excited if this if this is going to become a thing now i think it should um i will spoil that that won't be on the ep but i i even got excited hearing that so i think that's definitely something to shoot for on the album <laughs> um and that story you know I'll, I'll admit i wasn't too familiar with that story because again i don't know every magic story there's just there's so many. Yep. Um, and uh, but that just sounds really, really cool, and it'd be a lot of fun to to definitely touch on that. And that's what I, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many great stories and something like that. And like Sozo said, uh, you know, it went to a more kind of in your head area, whereas a lot of the stuff is like he said, magic spells, lizards, dragons. You know what I mean? Like, which is great. I love all that, but getting a little psychological with it too will also be fun, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's the thing, you know, that makes you think of just, that's what's so cool about magic too, is we could take our music in any direction we want. There are, there are vampires in magic. We want to write a super eerie, gothy vampire song. We could do it. Yep. You know, <laughs> like we, we got that power, man. It's in there. It's, um, I mean, what else? There's, there's a lot of cool, you know, architects and, you know, artifacts and, you know, almost some kind of like steampunk kind of stuff. So, or like you mentioned the Viking, like we, you know, I'm not saying we'll go all over the place with our music, but we could, we could sprinkle in little bits of so many cool things, depending on the topic we're touching. You exactly. Know? You're never going to be limited there. Exactly. Uh, it almost makes me think of like the Dark Tower series from Stephen King, where he just incorporates everything. You know, there's horror, there's fantasy, there's you know, modern day. Western. Um, yeah, there's Western, and there's Western. I'm pretty sure magic. You know, oh, is there? There's not like a cowboy creature or anything. Uh, is there? No. Isn't there one in Unsanctioned? In the unsets? Yeah, you got you got some wanky, wacky stuff over there. I don't think it's specifically a cowboy, but they got like cowboy depictions. Yeah, like the Western feel to it. I think like was it the last unset that came out or was it one before? Un unfortunately, the unsets those, I don't follow. Are those the silver the silver card? Yep. Okay, yeah, I don't know too many of those. So yeah, that like, that set will get give you all the funky looking creatures or the weird creatures that are away from the main sets. Yep. See, and that, that makes me think, too, that could be cool if we wanted to write kind of like a almost silly, fun, like I'm almost thinking like Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, oh, yep. yes. Oh, my God. Super wacky kind of 
song we could do about those because those cards get wacky for sure. Oh, yeah. Dance isn't exactly wacky, and they're probably way too far from our style, but that's just kind of what came to my head because their their songs will jump like all over the place. Yeah. But if you guys <laughs> do that, it'll allow you to really flex what you can and can't do. Like, uh, yeah, no, like magic, there is no bounds to what you can do, and you guys are very talented yourselves. So, like, right. You know, the. No, the like, yeah, that's what's really cool is, like you said, we can take it really anywhere, and that's, that's kind of the fun thing, you know. Is, is, because, like, you know, and that's what's cool is, you know, with Helium Prime and Dire Apparel, it's kind of, there's that, sure, if we really wanted to, we could get experimental, but it's almost like people kind of know what to expect now. And I'm not trying to get weird or anything with those bands. Um, I kind of have, this is what the band sounds like, this is what we do. Um, but with this, even it being about magic, magic itself is so diverse that why can't the band be? You know, yeah, that's a good that's a good place to put that. There. Yeah, as long as as long as you're based on magic, might as well you, you have the you have the full parameters of magic. Might as well yeah. just use it all rather than focusing on one one lane of it. Exactly. So, um, and I don't know. It's just I love the idea too because you know they've said like the creators have said like in this universe Earth does not exist. You know, so. Yes, there's humans, there's vampires, there's even angels, but they're not in the way that we know them yep. in, like, human lore or earth lore, whatever you want to call it. History, um, as it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's so cool because, like, we could, we could have songs about, like, you know, Avicen, the angel Avicen, but yep. he's not, like, a biblical angel. That's not what their angels are in magic. So it's just... Um, and then again, like, I'm still, you know, I'm still learning a lot myself, but I'm pretty sure, like, like, I think Addison, the angel, was created by a vampire, right? I don't know how, how yep. deep into the lore you guys get. Uh, a little. But, like, there's just so much cool stuff there that can be sung about, and the idea, it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's just, this is why I love magic. I mean, the game itself is fun, but knowing the lore just makes it better, especially, like, when you play a card and you're like, I understand that reference. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all the flavor text on the cards, like, you know, are some way involved in the lore. And so it's just really cool when you kind of start learning it all and you're like, oh, I recognize that, you know? And especially like when they the, the artists and stuff, they get into it as well and they can like throw Easter eggs of different things into card art as well of like throwbacks. I love that. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, going back to Krinko, you know, this is probably something that most players recognize but when i was a beginning player you know if you look at krinko's card there's these two goblins in the background and then there's like a sorcery that is those goblins you know and it's like krinko i don't know what they're called but krinko's followers or something i know that's not right uh, krinko's command i think yeah yep and you know i was like looking at those I was like hey wait a second that's on the creek it's just so cool you know um or you, I keep bringing up Addison because I just randomly the other day got on board and looked up every card related to her. I don't know why I did it. Um, she's a good card. Trust me. Yeah. She's Danny, a good card. Some, Danny loves Addison. Yeah. You'll see like someone holding her staff and to someone who doesn't recognize that as hers might think nothing of it, you know, but it's cool. To, oh, it's Addison. You know, it's her symbol kind of thing. Um, so it's really cool. 
Yeah, her yeah. trident that she carries. Yeah. Okay, kind of rope her away and move to getting to know you guys a little better. Uh, we, you guys are very musically talented. And when did you guys start playing music? And and because of that, like, I'm assuming it's been for a bit. How is it stuck? Kind of. Uh, I'll let Sozo take this one first. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, so I started playing the guitar at um, at the ripe age of 15. Um, and um, mostly playing like, you know, the things you play when you start, like classics, rock uh, and stuff. And then somebody just gave me a USB stick, which was like the Blind Guardian discography. And then I, I was like immediately like drawn to that. Uh, so Blind Guardian for like anyone who might not know them, like is, is, a, is a band that is very fantasy focused in its themes and they have like a whole album about the Silmarillion that Tolkien wrote um, and like they're, they're book types so they, they write about stuff to read so they're amazing uh, the music was also something that I to this day emulate like with my style um, like layering harmonies over harmonies and uh, just building like a choir of of one so to speak um, and so I, I I started playing first I started playing their songs um, on the guitar but I found myself singing to them as well and then at some point I just focused on singing and I, I wouldn't suggest anyone else do that but I just <laughs> like I never had any formal training in singing I just trial and error um, yeah. got better with time um, just singing their songs in my room and at some point um, like if a band approached me and I started um, doing like vocals uh, on there like uh, about 10 years ago like that was like so long ago and yeah one thing uh, brought the other I started learning about how to record stuff on your own and uh, what microphones are good and how to set up like a workstation and that helped me immensely to just have having an output to write right and like to ha having some way to uh, export let's say um, what you have in your head and write it in notes and have it uh, and listen back to it um, that was very helpful and uh, you know i sucked like everyone does at the beginning for for a, a long while and then i slide i got better like bit by bit and at some point uh like i, I saw the helium prime <laughs> online audition thing and the rest is already mentioned in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah how about you jason honestly uh, it's funny because a lot of us, a lot of uh, what he said is true for me. Um, Blind Guardian was one of the first like power metal bands I was introduced to. Um, Blind Guardian and Eister. Um, you know, before that, we were not, I actually grew up on country when I was a little, little boy. I grew up on country and my dad was the rock. You know, you hear the, you hear the same story all the time. Like I got into my dad's tapes and he had Leonard Skinner, ACDC, and then 
I heard the black album by Metallica, and here I am. <laughs> corrupted me. <clears throat> but for the longest time, like I, that's all I knew. I grew up in a small country town. You know, we didn't have the like we have. Obviously, there was the internet, but not like it is today, where everything's just right there. So I didn't know about power metal or what it was, and so like I literally grew. You know, as I was growing up, like I thought Lincoln Park was as heavy as you get. Ah. You know. And then when I was about, I don't know, 10, maybe like 11, uh, there's this, this guy, Anthony Abel. Uh, I think he was like 17 or 18 at the time. And my parents were friends with his parents and he played guitar and, you know, he could play all of Master of Puppets. So, you know, 11 year old Jason was yeah. like, whoa, dude, you're, you're the sickest I've ever seen. Um, but he got me into, you know, he showed me Iron Maiden, Dio. Uh, he showed me Blind Guardian, Ice Earth, all these bands. Um, and then, you know, once I heard that, it was like, well, what, oh my God, what is this? You know? Um, and it's funny because I remember when I first, so he showed me Ice Earth. I instantly liked it. He showed me Iron Maiden. I loved it. Um, but I remember when I first heard Blind Guardian, I didn't like it. And the first song I heard was Mirror, Mirror. But I, what it was is, like, I never heard anything like that. Like, Sozo's mentioned, like, so many harmonies, so many lead guitar parts. Like, for me as a kid, it was too much. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, this just sounds like a lot of crap, like, together. And I couldn't really, again, like, I had never heard anything like it. So, uh, on first listen, it was, like, too much for my little brain, you know. I was, like... Like, not even like, wow, this is too, like, I literally couldn't, my brain couldn't distinguish what was happening because I hadn't heard anything like that. I was like, oh, I got to break apart the, you know, I got to really dissect it. So I wasn't really into Guardian at first, um, but then I heard some of the older stuff that wasn't so intense with the layering and I loved it. And then I was able to go back and be like, oh, Blind Guardian is actually amazing. Um, and so from there, I dug a little deeper uh, I got into Ed Guy, Avantasia, um, just full-on power metal, Hammerfall, uh, you know, who else? Rhapsody was huge for me back then. Uh, actually, spoiler, one song so those wrote, super makes me think of classic Rhapsody, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> um, and so, but, yeah, so that started my path, and... You know, so like I said, so our beginning is kind of the same where it was bands like Blind Guardian that really put me down this path. But I never got into singing, which actually is, believe it or not, it's one thing I regret because I love, I love singing and I love listening to great vocalists. I think it's why I got into power metal over most genres is I love hearing those harmonies and the layers and the big choruses, you know, like they just hit me. You know, like I, I, I do like most genres of metal, um, but I always, always went back to power metal and it's mainly because of the vocals, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wish I had realized that at a younger age and maybe I would have tried singing more, but now at 32, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'll just, I'll let guys like Sozo's handle it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll do backup live and I'll make sure I don't sound like crap, but that's about as comfortable as I am with singing is doing backup live. <laughs> um, but, you know, then getting in, as I got older, I started to focus more on songwriting 
I still think I have a long ways to go to be the songwriter I want to be. And I feel, you know, you can never stop pushing yourself and getting better. So uh, with each album, I try to do better. And, you know, with each, what you call bad review, um, I do look for constructive criticism in them, you know? Um, right. Like there's some people, you know, YouTube comments don't count as a bad review, by the way. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if someone writes what you call a quote bad review, but they actually give constructive reasons why they thought this, um, a lot of the times they're like, yeah, you know, I see that and I'll, I'll use that. Like, how can I become better? You know, because um, now one of my favorite bands is Arion. Are you guys familiar with him um, or them? I guess. I, I can't say that I am. Arion? Arion. So it's, uh, it's another kind of, uh, super group metal project, kind of like Advantasia, if you're familiar with them. That I am. Uh, okay. So it's more in the progressive sci-fi realm than Advantasia's more fantasy power metal. But, you know, I love him and, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, the goal, and you'll never, you know, in my mind, I'll never reach it. But, you know, I listen to that or guys like Devin Townsend who just, you know, they just pump out great material after great material. Um, and so I'm always, like I said, always striving to do better than I did last time kind of thing. So um, songwriting is where my focus has mostly been, not so much like becoming the next greatest guitarist. I just, you know, that is that is my tool to hopefully write a song that people will like, you know. <laughs> is Planeswalker hopefully going to be your vehicle to do that? Like, do you want your best song to come out in Planeswalker? Um, well, I want all my projects to be great, you know, um, Fair. so like, and that, that's the thing is, you know, I never planned to have more than two. Um, so I blame Sozos and his voice for making <laughs> a, third, a third project. Um, but everything I do, I'll give a hundred percent of my best ability to. Um, so I'm not looking to have to where I think, you know, one project's better than the other. Obviously, people will decide that for themselves. Um, but as far as what I write, um, I have a clear vision of what I want for each group, and I try to just do the best I can for that vision for that group, you know. Um, and I was actually telling Sozos this the other night, I've kind of liked that so far he's written everything because it kind of gives me a pretty good idea of how planeswalkers should move forward in the future. And this means that it'll be a little easier for me to write that vision and it won't just sound like, oh, this sounds like it should have just been for Helium Prime, but it's for Planeswalker, you know, because I kinda I kinda think like if you're gonna do a new project, don't have it be the same thing you're already doing. You know? So having him do everything so far uh, will help me in the future when I go to contribute some writing to this to be like, all right, this is kind of what we've established we're going for. But then, like I said earlier, with magic, we could really go anywhere we want, you know. Mm-hmm. But we should still have that. This sounds like Planeswalker. Like you should always have that. Oh yeah, this is you guys. You know, your stamp on it. So even if we did some dark gothy vampire song, we'd still somehow make it power metal. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so the bar is the Sozos bar that has been set. 
exactly. But and that's the thing, like he mentioned though, he definitely writes different than I do. I'm very riff heavy, but I feel like that's because I, you know, I started on guitar. I grew up on bands like Ice Earth, Metallica, um, very riff heavy rhythm guitarist. Um, though, you know, Sozus writes some sick riffs too, but he's also he writes a lot more melodic lead stuff than I do, which is awesome. But it's something that's not my strong point. So I'm pretty sure moving forward, I'm still going to like call upon him to be like, all right, man, I got this cool idea, but I need, I need some sick leads over it, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so it will definitely still be a collaboration in that sense. And that's, that's, a, that's something I like too about Planeswalker is so far with Helium Prime and Dire Apparel, the singers have always wrote their own melodies. But musically, it's been like 99% me. And with Planeswalker, I definitely wanted more of an equal collaboration where it's not just... And I've told people in my other groups too, like, hey, if you guys have some ideas, please present them. But, but they've kind of just gotten in the, in the rotation of everyone just kind of like, ah, Jason will handle it. You know what I mean? Um, and so, which is fine. But with Planeswalker, it's been very nice that it's not just all me. And so far, it's just been all Sozo. <laughs> but like I told him, is I do want to write for it as well. Like, I think as someone who likes to write, I don't think I could ever just be in a band where I don't write, you know? But yeah. I definitely wanted more of an equal collaboration. So, so, for example, you know, and not to sound like controlling, but if I wrote a song for Helium Prime, there's a good chance that, all right, this is how the song is, you know? And now obviously if someone came and is like, look, dude, I, I really hate this song. I can't do it. <laughs> then, all right. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be like tough, you know, but with, with Planeswalker, it's going to be more of like, Hey, this is an idea I got. What do you think? Do you want to mess around with it? You know what I mean? So a lot more back and forth is going to be happening with this project. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, to add to you, to add a small thing to your point, Jason, um, the, writing the music along with the the vocals was like a great opportunity to um, try and incorporate some melody uh, from the vocals to the like to the leads and vice versa. So um, I like to have I like to include something that in my head I, I call foreshadowing and the call callbacks in in every song that I write and even in like a series of songs I like having some ideas some like themes which I kind of weave in in songs in places that you wouldn't expect so maybe a chorus line from one song would end up like on the melodic lead at the end of the verse of another song and like having stuff like this um, associated in my head with ideas of uh, like maybe it's this it's the it's the way a lot of uh, uh, composers do it. Um, they have like something called the light motif. So they, they have um, a melody that represents I don't know in Lord of the Rings there's a melody representing Frodo and a melody representing Aragorn and a melody representing the ring and and stuff. I, I like weaving that into into songs. Um, but not as explicitly as, okay, this character has this melody and this character has this, because that would have been, I think, too 
um, not frigid, but like um, it, it would have been, it would have caged me, I think, uh, in terms of writing to, okay, I'm writing this, then it should sound like this. I like having it a bit like more with, with, with a flow, so a, a bit more free form. But this was a nice opportunity to be able to test that and, and see if it works. And um, I think so far it's working fairly well. In uh, the Forever Serpent, is there any any of those like callbacks and stuff that you can like point point to us to to like specifically listen to? Ah, oh, okay. So in in the Forever Serpent, what? Um, to be honest, I I started doing it after the Forever Serpent, but subconsciously I I did insert some of this um, in there. But uh, what I I did there is I have. The, the chorus, which is like um, the lead, is Nicol Bolas speaking. So talking about, um, I will reclaim what I deserve. Uh, I have been the first um, to see the sunrise over Dominaria and stuff. And behind that is a choir, which is... Um, so those, those guys, in my mind, uh, those guys sing different things than the main vocals so they sing something like a, a hymn towards Nicol Bolas and those are the guys that Nicol Bolas talks to in the verses so these are the um, I, I, I want to I don't know if I'm going to to say the, the wrong place but I'm on cat yep. is that yep that's okay that's so uh, there's a plot line there where he lords over Amon cat and he like uh, there's all kind of fucked up shit going on on there, um, <laughs> but um, but I wanted to evoke that feeling of we are scared, we um, like we're terrified, but we adore you and like we um, we are your servants, and that's what's going on. Like he is up, has absolute power over that plane, um, and the the people there. Um, have something like like a, a Stockholm syndrome, like they, they they dedicate hymns to him and like they they sing to him, and I I carried that like through the the melody behind the chorus melody. I'm very intrigued to like listen to that again uh, with that in mind. Yeah. Oh well. That said, the, the mix uh, I I really don't blame Alex because it's a really really dense mix, but um, it might be a bit difficult to hear exactly what they're saying but you might you might uh, just make it we'll definitely See, that's, that's stuff i never knew either so i'm <laughs> gonna go back and listen to it and be like ah <laughs> oh yeah um, i have all kinds of easter eggs in there yeah yeah um but see that's that's another cool thing with this project is i you know when i write that none of that everything you just said never crosses my mind <laughs> so like i said i i kind of I start with the riffs and then I, so we almost write in an exact opposite way. It almost sounds like, but I think that's just because that's how I grew up as a guitarist. And, you know, I didn't really start focusing my mind on trying to be a better songwriter until honestly mid twenties, dude, I'm kind of like a late bloomer. Um, you know, helium prime didn't start until my mid late twenties and, you know, that's when I think it really started to click on about like, all right, how can I, how do I really write a song? 
But if you listen to some of my old stuff, it's just a bunch of obnoxious riffs thrown together with no real direction. Um, and so honestly, that's, that's a great thing with Planeswalker is like, I'm hearing things that Sozos does that is actually inspirational. So that's, that's kind of another cool thing about this project is I'm almost like borrowing ideas from his writing to make my stuff better. Because again, there's things he does, like everything you just mentioned there. I, I don't, I never thought of, you know, I don't think about that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. Okay, so we've kept you here uh, almost uh, almost an hour and a half here. I I got a couple uh, quick fire questions here because you said that there's no bars. I could ask anything. First question: pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I don't like it, but I also don't care enough to uh, hate on it. (laughs) (laughs) If someone wants pineapple on their pizza, go for it. Uh, I unapologetically love it. See? Perfect. There you go. Sozos, <laughs> you are the man. I am a pineapple on pizza person as well. Tell me, do you like pi- uh, pepperoni pineapple? That's one of my favorite uh, pizzas to have pineapple on. I've actually never tried that. Yeah. No, it's good. And then mm. uh, if, if you're feeling real crazy, uh, jalapenos, uh, dominoes. I do that on occasions where it's pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapenos, and it just goes so well together, I think. <laughs> Sweet and spice. Ooh. Okay. I'll try it. Okay, what is the what is the animal that you think that you could take on in a fight without losing? Like, if if, if okay, let me set the scene. You're walking in the woods, a big clearing comes up, and all of a sudden you are in, uh, confronted by this animal. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Oh, that like works. It. I, no, I, I actually don't think I can take Shia LaBeouf. Uh, so go on with your question. Uh, yeah, which one of the uh, what what animal would you be able to th- take in a fight in that situation? Just walk in the woods. You have, you know, whatever is in your pockets, a stick around. What do you think you could take? Mm. One wounded squirrel. That's <laughs> <laughs> already be wounded. Um, yeah. hmm. I could probably take out at most like um, a. Pissed off swan, but that's the most. <laughs> that, that's that, that, those things are big, so that's that's a big creature. Never. Yeah, I, well, to be fair, I haven't seen anyone up close, so I don't know if I'm like wildly underestimating the size of the thing. It might be like a Boeing jet. I don't know, but um, I think I can take it. It has like I can spot lots of weak points on that thing. <laughs> and then you're Dude, just gonna get in trouble and takes off. by the neck, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the most obvious one, yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is some? Uh, what is the thing that you like to do outside of, uh, you know, magic or work kind of thing? Music. <laughs> Music and magic, man. That's, that's all I do. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so... Um, I, I really enjoy coding. Um, oh. so my 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 bachelor was in in physics, which I, I also really enjoy. But um, I, I I enjoy um, yeah uh, coding in in my free time. As as boring as this sounds, it's, there's something like a almost meditating meditational, let's say about this. Yeah. So when you when someone's coding. What is what are you doing exactly? Are you hacking government computers? Or? So 
Well, it's mostly like um, like playing a puzzle game where okay. there, there's there's an obstacle that you have to overcome and you have all the tools that you need, but not in the correct order. And you have to like piece them together to make the computer do what you want. Okay, very cool. Uh, we've talked to a couple coders on the podcast uh, for, for interviews and stuff, and man, coding is something that is way above my head, but I love when people talk about it, and especially when they're like passionate about it. And so, yeah, there's just something hearing people talk about coding. It's just like, that is something I will never do, but I appreciate the hell out of you that you know what you're doing. <laughs> Cheers, man. Okay, uh, last one. If you could recommend one band, one one band that you know, don't think anybody would ever have heard of, who would it be? That no one's heard of. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. just like toss out something you know that people would know of. That's or he should say it, that's not mainstream. There we go. That's the words I'm looking for. Words are hard. So <laughs> the underground band that the the locals would know, but no one else would. Ooh. Oh man, or who who aren't in that that scene? I mean, I'm gonna say Arion, but in the metal community, he's not really underground. But <laughs> since metal is still pretty underground, you know, um, Arion. But other than that, I don't know. Says what you got, man. I'm trying to think. Um. Well, does it have to be a metal band? No, it can nope, be any, any band. All right, so the, those guys have a, a very one very well-known song, uh, but uh, but the rest of the stuff is relatively un, relatively unknown. So Death Cap for Cutie, uh, they were known for oh, yeah, uh, know. I'll follow you into the dark, but yep. like they have ah, uh, it's the most metal you can get without sounding anything like metal. Like uh, some of the stuff they sing about are, are like really heavy. Like emotionally, but um, like I, re- I really appreciate them. I wish I could write stuff like them. They're inspirational to me. I completely forgot about Death Cab for Cutie as a band. Like that was one of those things that you listened to for me a, a long time ago. Never crossed my mind, but yeah, yeah. Um, and if I can add one more, um, please do. That, that was like uh, my high school sweetheart, <laughs> I guess, for, of a band, um, Neutral Milk Hotel. So those guys are relatively unknown, but they're like, they're very big in shoegaze, if you know, like the genre. Um, it's like, um, yeah, it, 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 those are very sad songs. It, they're, they're not very dissimilar to Death Cab for Cutie, but they're, it's an older band. And I would really highly recommend their album In the Airplane Over the Sea. So that thing is a trip. That's, um, yeah. Highly recommended. I, I will be adding that to my Spotify. I will. Yeah. I'll add one more that's definitely more underground, but um, <clears throat> it's actually funny because the the guy who does it is pretty much on the rise right now in metal. So I'm sure you guys are familiar with Unleash the Archers. I love Unleash the Archers. Yeah. Oh. So um, they're actually good friends of ours, um, but their guitarist Andrew has this like synth project um like a synth wave project called sleepership and but it's like the way he does it he incorporates like 80s butt rock and synth wave so perfectly 
that is just it's really cool man like it, it sounds like it could straight up be in some eight like 80 sort of blade runner type movie like ending credits or something and he's only got one ep that's just called sleeper ship um and he's he told me that he's working on like a full album so i'm kind of excited to see that come out but if you're a fan of so i assume you've heard the new album right yes of unleash the archers so there's a I can't remember what the song is called, but there's one song that um, let me look it up here on a, that he does. Uh, Carry the flame. That that almost kind of sounds like Sleeper Ship. And he actually told me that's why he started Sleeper Ship is because he didn't want to do too much of that with Unleashed the Archers. Uh, so he made this other project to you know be able to get those creative juices out mm -hmm. the yeah re the real reason for that question is i need to fill my spotify playlist back up again with some new stuff i need to listen to <laughs> nice there you go uh, no i just i love listening to a bunch of different type of music and it's good to know like people who listen who, who are part of the music scene like what they like to listen to as well you know i like to, totally. I like to know that stuff okay uh, outside of metal i listen to a lot of musicals believe it or not <laughs> i I'm getting into musicals a little bit. My wife is, uh, she's all for musicals like Rent, Chicago, Hamilton, and all that. And so, like, right. I got to listen to it when we're driving in the car or she has, like, the mood in the house. And it's just like, cranking the radio up, honey. And it's like, okay, here we are. It's a Hamilton day. <laughs> oh, man. Lemis is, like, my top. Like, Lemis a lot. That's one I really enjoy. Okay. What is your top musical, then? My my top musical. I would I would say that, but I'm I'm as as much a noob in musicals as in um, like magic. I would say so. I haven't heard too much. It's like uh, you know the classics Hamilton and, and other stuff. But um, Lemis was the first proper musical I heard. I, I listened to properly and uh, focused on what the music was saying. I I, re I read the book before, uh, so I knew the story, but. Uh, Man, uh, yeah, they knocked it out of the out of the park with the with the music. Which one? Uh, Les Mis. So Les Mis are out uh, from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know that's funny because again, to give a little more spoiler, uh, when Sozo sent me one of the newer songs, I immediately was like, "Dude, this makes me think of Les Mis." <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh man. So that's actually the working title for it that he sent me. <laughs> But uh, yep, <laughs> yeah. So so I'm not surprised that he says that one because yeah, one of the newer songs. Like I immediately thought of, dude, this could fit in Les Mis, but just metal. Um, <laughs> and so Les Mis is one of my favorites. And actually, dude, talking about callbacks and reprises, that's all Les Mis is. Um, but that's actually one reason I love it so much is. There's so many like, wait, but you did that here and you did that there. What, what's happening? It's just like, it brings yeah. it all together and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, dude, funny enough, one of my actual favorites uh, is The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Yes. Oh. It's, a it's a great yes. one. I That's love a great that one. one. That, that was it's, my wife's tipping it, point to get me to listen to more musicals was because of The Greatest Showman. I like, dude, when it came out, like the trailers didn't, interest me I, was, I didn't it's funny because i didn't realize it was a musical and i was like ah movie about a circus good and you know who how did i 
you know beast in black beast in black beast in, not battle beast but beast in black oh no i don't i don't think i do oh check them out they're amazing yeah and their, Ooh, yeah. Their, their singer is probably one of my favorite singers right now but he did a cover of the song never enough and it's phenomenal and i saw that it was from the greatest showman so i checked out a couple other songs I'm like oh these are really good so i finally watched the movie I'm like, man, how did I sleep on this? But there's just so many good songs in that. Um, and, you know, so here, here's the funny thing. I, and it seems a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I did not really enjoy Hugh Jackman's performance in the Les Mis movie, I'll be honest. Um, but I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's a great singer. I just didn't really think he was great for that part, personally. Like when I listened to some of the Broadway performances, there's just, Hugh Jackman didn't really deliver like those songs needed, in my opinion. But in Greatest Showman, the dude just kills every song. It, but it's like they, it's like it just those were written for him, and you could tell, you know. I I did not. I don't know, know if that. you just I don't know if you disagree, Sozo, but <laughs> I, I don't think it's a very controversial opinion that uh, like Hugh Jackman was just okay for for Lemis. I don't know. Um, yeah. Not... Okay. But in the Greatest he... Showman. I think he's amazing. Yeah. I did not know that he could sing until The Greatest Showman because I never saw Les Mis. Yeah. Oh, well, because okay. he, he's done, I'm pretty sure he's done Broadway performances even before Les Mis. Um, like it wasn't, like he wasn't a known singer and he did like some, what what are the what are the awards called for musicals? The Emmys? No. Yep. What is that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did. He did something with Neil Patrick Harris on that, which was awesome. Neil Patrick Harris. Oof. Neil. Pa- oh, dude, have you guys heard Hedwig and the Angry Inch with Neil Patrick Harris? Hed Hedwig and the Angry Grinch. Inch. Inch. Oh no, I have not. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, first off, if you haven't heard that musical, uh, get ready, man. It's. Uh, I'm not even gonna tell you anything about it. <laughs> um, but Hugh Jackman, or not Hugh Jackman, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, did a run of it on Broadway for a while, and you can get that soundtrack on Spotify. Um, it's really good. Um, but yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, I love him. He's a great singer. I mean, who's, who's seen uh, Dr. Horrible? Yep, I've seen that one. Yep, I love that one. <laughs> yep, love it. Um, but yeah, Greatest Showman. Also, um, the original performance of Jekyll and Hyde. Have you guys heard that? I haven't heard that the original musical? performance, no. Oh, dude. It's hmm. probably another favorite musical of mine. Um, yeah, you'd probably dig it, Sozo. Um, but it's got to be a specific performance. Um, I mean, who knows? You might like the other two, but there was like the original recording that was actually done even before it went to Broadway, and it's awesome. And they changed a lot of it when they when they put it to the stage. And I actually don't like it as much on the stage performance compared to this original recording they did. Um, some of it's okay, but like there's a song confrontation where it's like Jekyll and Hyde, you know, having a confrontation and, uh, the singer just does an amazing job. But once they took it to the stage, they like really sped up the song and it just, it kind of shows like fast isn't always better. Like it's really fast paced compared to the original and it takes a lot of the emotion away from it. But this original performance um, is awesome. 
I'll definitely have to look that one up. Man, my wife would love both of you right now, like just like going on the musicals. <laughs> be like, right. see, you should be do- you should be listening to those more with me. I'm like, okay, probably will now. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, because my uh, my musicals is like uh, uh, the uh, Death Clock, Metalocalypse, uh, the Doomstar. I listened to that. I watched that. That was good. Uh, Sweeney Todd as well. I uh, saw Hamilton finally. So like haven't experienced the classics, the goods, and all that. Yeah, and, um, you know, honestly, I'm not in the Sweeney Todd, man. I I have tried, but all, all I know is the movie version, if I'm being honest, but I just, I can't get into it. Like that song, talking about Joanna, that drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, Joanna, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I can... Um, I remember the part in the movie for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all right. That's a beautiful thing about music, man, is it hits people differently. That it does. That's one of the things that make me love music as well. And that's why I go back to saying I take constructive criticism to heart and not just people being negative. You know, There's, there's a big difference when someone doesn't like it and they give valid reasons that you can take it and you can either be like, I don't disagree or you can use it to grow as a songwriter compared to someone on YouTube just saying this sucks balls, you know? <laughs> right. The con- constructive okay. criticism, always better. But why? Yeah. Why does this suck balls? Tell me. Give me yeah. your opinion on why and I will take it to heart. Yeah. Well, guys, this was amazing for me. I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like speak ahead, but if you guys, we'd love to have you come back on whenever an EP is ready to get announced or it's already announced and stuff. If interested, don't want to push that. Oh yeah, dude, I'll, I'll come course. back anytime, man. I'll, I can talk magic for hours, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. Um, These are dangerous words to be saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, if you guys ever want to do some commander on Zoom or whatever, I'm in. So I'm in. Let me know. All right. Um, But uh, yeah, let us know when this is ready to go out. We'll share it, and like I said, send us that playlist, man, and we'll we'll give that a share as well. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Do you guys have any final plugs? Like, you guys are having a Kickstarter coming out soon. You mentioned Uh, you want to give a little details about that, or is it not ready to talk about? Um, all I can say is soon. I actually just got over being sick, and uh, so we're a little further behind than I'd like to be. Um, but soon is what I'll say. Sooner rather than later. Like the songs are almost ready to go. Sozos is working on the fifth song right now, but he works pretty fast. So um, I'm not going to say names, but we're going to have some pretty cool guests on this final song. That's going to be awesome. But uh, we probably won't announce that until we announce the Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, but uh Yeah soon sooner rather than later for sure like you know my mentality like like Sosa said we're working full throttle and there's, there's a couple things we need to get done first you know we got to get some promotional stuff ready but once those are ready um like i've already kind of started writing up the page so the kickstarter page is already in the works you know okay. um it's just kind of getting all the pieces together and, and once they're there you know, because that's a, a good thing is we both have the means to track at home, so we can really start recording as soon as we're ready. But it's kind of just, you know, getting that last song wrapped up and 
you know, prepared. And then once we have that, but like Sosa said, I don't want to put a date yet because, you know, life happens. Like, like I wasn't expecting to get sick and right. that pretty much made us not do anything for like two weeks. Um, and I'm actually just now kind of getting back into the gear of things. And I'm also working on some recordings for Prime, but that's fine. Like I said, this is all I do, so I don't mind the heavy workload. Um, but yeah, soon. And honestly, you know, when we're when we're ready to drop it, we will be dropping what we're going to call a Kickstarter demo. So you'll get to hear kind of a teaser, and you'll understand why I say kind of when it comes out. So there'll be a new song very soon, um, even if it's not a final version, you know. So definitely soon you'll hear some stuff. Sweet. The hype is real. Uh, <laughs> what social medias can we find information on stuff like just Facebook? Yeah, for, again, for right now, um, I'll probably get us a website built soon. But, you know, we haven't done a lot because with one single, there just hasn't been much to push, you know. And I just wanted to get the single out. The single was kind of my way of like, hey, this is the thing we're doing now. We got it out there. We, we you know, the band's out there. But, you know, and so we're slow, slowly building that that base so now we'll do the ep and then you know at some point we'll do a full-length album and uh that's kind of as far as i've planned ahead like with like i said with planeswalker it's meant to be a little more less pressure than like helium prime is and but i'm still excited to see where it goes and i think with what we're doing and i think with the material that sozos has written it's got it's got everything we need for a strong following you know i mean it's, i mean the magic community alone is is huge you know um now not every magic fan's a metalhead and that's okay right um it was actually funny like when one of the game sites shared it like reading the comments what is power metal like so many people <laughs> um so so I, I have a feeling you know, it won't be for every Magic fan, but that'll only be because they're just not into the music side of it, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but but they could also turn a lot of Magic fans to metal. So it's, it's kind of a, a cool area where we're, you know, we're pushing it to two separate kind of fan bases and trying to bring them both together, you know? And um, sorry, to, to answer the question directly, yes, you can find us on Facebook, Planeswalker, um, so is Michael and Jason Ashcroft. That's the, the name of the page. But I mean, you can search for it on Facebook. Oh yeah, sorry. See, I trail off a lot. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> good. good. Don't worry. I'll, I'll put links in the description for uh, below for all of our listeners out there, so they can find you. Link the video as well, so they can follow you on YouTube. Yeah, and awesome. you know, the activity on the page has been pretty silent. But again, that's because we just had the one single, so there hasn't really been anything to post. But people can expect a lot more activity as we start to gear up to get all this stuff ready to go. Yeah. So actually, you reaching out to me was like perfect timing because we've, we've literally been in the middle of getting all this ready to go. This is like the first big thing that's to come of everything we're about to do. So good timing, man. Oh, th th thank you so much. Like it was one of those yeah. things. Like when I first tagged you in on Facebook on that, it's like Wizard should be contacting you guys. Like I'm like. Maybe I should contact them and be like, just in case Wizards did hit them up. 
and then that way we can like talk to them at the same time as Wizards was getting ready to give you a, uh, whatever Keldheim preview or something. But either right. way, we just spent almost two hours just talking metal, and I'm very happy with this. Yeah, dude, it's fun, man. I always love, always love doing these things. Yeah, and pleasure. you know, get getting to do it with magic as well is just you know nothing better for me. <laughs> the best getting yep. made together. Perfect. All right. Jason Sozos, thank you I, I, so very much. Like, ah, this, this is all I've been oh. thinking about all week and, and stuff. And we'd love to have you back on. And, oh, yeah, we'll be back for sure, man. Thank you for reaching out to us. Yeah, thank you for having us, guys. Sweet. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you guys later. See Bye. Bye, guys.